Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. The subject of prayer never gets old. It never gets exhausted. And there is so much benefit for us if we learn to pray more and learn to pray better. We can grow in our prayer life, and we have so many great examples. It is such a pity that so many children of God, their prayer realm is always so small. It just revolves about them and their daily things, and they don't understand or realize that the power of prayer that has been given to us through Jesus Christ is a means to enter to the throne of grace in boldness and to pray for great things. We can change the world's history through the prayers that we pray. Listen to that, my dear friend. You can change the history of the world. I'm not just talking about your world. I'm talking about the world, about your nation, about your city. It can be changed, the destiny, what will happen or what won't happen. It can be changed by prayer when we go to our great God, the Almighty One, who is able to do far above what we can think, ask, or pray. And yet we can ask him boldly for great things. And he also lays these prayers through the Holy Spirit in our hearts, and they must become vocal. They must come out and become words that will come to his throne of grace that he may act upon those prayers. And so it's so important that we as born-again believers, as true Christians, will know the power and the privilege of prayer. If I look to history, and of course in the Bible, I find so many examples, but not just in the Bible, also in the time after the Bible, up to today, I find so many great stories of men and women who knew this secret of prayer, who prayed in a way that it moved heaven and it also moved earth because of that. And I want to give you a great example, and I want to learn today from a great man of God out of the 16th century, and his name is John Knox. John Knox was a true prayer warrior. It says that the Queen Mary of Scotland, she feared the prayers of John Knox more than all the assembled armies of Europe. Can you believe this? And this is a true fact here that when he prayed, I tell you, something started to move. Something became uh, visible. Something was present there. It was not just a mere man anymore. It was a man who was filled by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, the Lord came down when this man prayed. And when he prayed, power and authority came there in that place that even the great queen of the Scots, she feared that man because she feared that presence. Oh, there came a holy fear upon her. He was one of the great prayer warriors. He said a prayer. Oh, I think it's a prayer that we must know. He said, Lord, give me Scotland or I will die. Well, that is something so precious. He prayed with his heart. He prayed with everything that was within him. And he prayed it in such a way that he was able to move the throne of God. And he prayed it, oh, so laying his own life down. I must think of Moses in the Bible when he was on that mountaintop. 
Oh, people were so afraid because the presence of God was on that mountain and people could not come near the mountain. If they would touch the mountain, they would die. And there was the thunder and there was the darkness and Moses was in there talking to an angry God because people had sinned and God was so angry and he was ready to destroy the whole nation of Israel right there and then. He said, Moses, get out of the way. Let me go forward. I will destroy this nation and I will make you into a new nation. But Moses did not get out of the way. He said, Lord, you must forgive this nation. If you don't forgive them, well, then you might as well take my name out of the book of life that you have written. Can you believe that prayer, my dear friend? He said, if you don't save this nation, if you don't forgive them and show your glory and your grace, you might as well take me out of the book of life that you have written. Oh, what a prayer to pray. And you know, God answered that prayer and he forgave Israel and he brought them forward. Oh, hallelujah. Well, there are so many different prayers that we can pray. There is the penitential prayer where you come and you lay down before the Lord and oh, you feel so awful because you have sinned and you ask forgiveness to him. There is the prayer of thanksgiving for deliverance. Oh, I'm so thankful there is deliverance. And of course, when we come, we come in thanksgiving, knowing that Jesus Christ had victory over every power of Satan, every demonic force. Oh, he had victory over them for us, and we can give thanks and receive that deliverance. There are the prayers of supplications in times of difficulty. There are prayers for the needs of the church, prayers that we do upon those moments that we are together uh, and we pray when we have those holy sacraments. There are the prayers for the routine of the daily life, etc., and etc. But John Knox, he taught us some great things about prayer. In one way, he said, we come to God in a way that he is the awesome, almighty one. We revere him. We honor him. He is so highly exalted above everything and everyone that who are we that we could come near to him? So we come to him knowing that he has all matters of our life, all matters of this world, all matters of the entire universe in his hands. Oh, it doesn't matter how small the detail is. You know, when you look to a microscope, you start to see that there is a whole world that the eye cannot see, and everything runs in order because God keeps it in order. He created it in order, and he keeps it in order. And then when you look to the great planets in the universe, you find out that the earth is one of the smallest there, and the other planets, they are so great and huge, and the billions of stars in the universe, but they all keep course and they are all uplifted by the power of God. If God would take away his authority over the universe, the planets would crash, the stars would fall out of the sky, the earth would cease to exist. And if he would take his authority away from the little details on this earth, the whole earth would become a chaos. But he has all things in his hand. And when we pray to him, we pray to this God, this great, almighty, all-wise, all-present God who upholds all things in his hands. But at the same time, we pray as someone who is familiar with him. 
<laughs> Can you believe that? That you and me, oh, we are mortal beings, but yet we pray to this great, awesome God in a way that we are familiar with him because he has exalted us through the work of Christ on Calvary to be adopted as his children. We don't come as a beggar. We don't just come as a little speck of dust that has no value. No, we come as his sons and as his daughters. We are priests before him. And it's so wonderful that we can be familiar with him. I don't mean that in a wrong way because we always will keep reverence of him. But yet, on the other hand, we are familiar with him. Some people, they pray to God that he is so great and so far away that their prayers never reach him because he is too exalted and they are too low. Others, they pray to God in such a familiar way that they lose track of how holy he is. And they come like they come to a buddy or a friend in a way that is not right. But there should be a balance there that we are familiar with him, and yet we realize that he holds every detail in his hand. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so wonderful that when you pray, you start to realize that all things that are happening on this world, all things that are happening in your life, they are signifying or showing us that there is a great battle going on between light and darkness between the heavenly host and the devil and his demons. Oh, there is this great battle going on between God and the devil. It is the oldest battle that is going on, but it's coming to a close. And remember, don't forget when you are praying that the devil is defeated. Oh, that liar is defeated. Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, he pulverized the head of Satan and he had victory over him. He had victory over darkness. He had victory over every demon and demonic force. And so when we pray and when we rebuke Satan, oh, we rebuke that enemy that has been defeated already, already, already. And he is waiting for his sentence and that sentence will come soon. Oh, Jesus will return and the sentence will come soon that the devil will be thrown in that lake of fire, that pit, and he will not be able to escape anymore. And together with him, all demons and every evil thing will be thrown in that pit. But you and me, oh, hallelujah, you and me, we are going to eternal glory. Oh, we're going to that place where we will have no hurt, no pain, no sorrow anymore. We will have a new body, a glorified body, hallelujah, Oh, how wonderful will it be with him forever. But so when we pray, we are not just praying with our eyes and our minds focused on earthly things. We understand there is a great war going on and we play a pivotal role there that God through us can bring another defeat to one of those battles that the devil has put against the church, put against the body of Christ, all oh, that he uses us and that sometimes these things in life that seem so ordinary and normal, all oh, that there is a deeper thing there and God wants to give victory to his church, to the bride of Christ. Oh, we're not just fighting people and flesh. Oh, there is this whole realm, spiritual realm with these forces of darkness 
that is going on around us even this day, and we are able to fight that force in prayer and only in prayer. Some people, they just look to a politician. Some people just look to the financial institutions. Some people just look to these earthly powers. But I have my eyes set upon the Lord, and I know that he rules on high. So this prayer is so important, knowing that there is so much more that's going on that the eye can see, and you can only fight that battle on your knees. Well, another thing that I find in the prayers of John Knox is that he prayed in a way that we find in the Bible, that he asked the Lord to vindicate his divine honor and to execute judgment on wickedness. Oh, we have come into a day that we don't dare to pray that anymore. Oh, it's like we just cover everything with love or we just don't dare to pray a prayer against darkness anymore. But we pray for the honor of the name of God to be revealed. That's what Moses prayed in his prayer. And I see it in the Old and in the New Testament that they prayed, Oh, Lord, oh, come down with your judgment upon this wickedness upon the world and show your goodness, show your your glory, oh, and that people will honor your name. I think this is a good thing. Well, this doesn't mean that I'm praying against my neighbor. Lord, kill him. Kill my neighbor because he's done something evil to me or something awful to me. That's not what I mean. But we can pray and say, Lord, oh, we want to see the honor of your name restored upon this world. So many are trashing your name. So many have come against you, and they are fighting against Jesus. They are fighting against truth. They are fighting against holiness. Oh, Lord, bring down your holiness. Bring down your light and your life and destroy that wickedness. Destroy that darkness. Oh, and let the glory of your name be seen. I'm so thankful you will do that, oh, great Lord. Well, I see that he prayed in a way that he was familiar with God, but he never lost his reverence of God. But he knew that he could pray to God and ask God to support him and help him in his problems or in the times of problems and against all those adversities that were against him. We also face adversities. We also face troubles in this lifetime, in this world while we are here. Yes, we will have trials. We will have problems. Forces will come against us. Oh, rest has been promised to us that we will come into heaven, into glory, and we will not have to deal with any of these things anymore. But now we have to deal with these things. But yet, amidst all these things, we can have the peace of God in our hearts. We can have the help of God. And John Knox knew this. He said, Lord, in our miseries, we ask you to support us and to help us. We implore you, Lord, Oh, help us against our adversities. Oh, isn't this wonderful that in the midst of your problems, your miseries, and John Knox, he had a lot of problems and miseries, and yet he prayed this prayer. You can also pray this prayer and say, Lord, help me. Oh, help me, oh great God. Help me, oh great God. I don't know what to do anymore, but I know you are on my side because I am on your side You will uphold me in the midst of all these things. 
and you have given me the victory, and I will see it. It will be a reality in my life. Oh, you have given me peace in my heart, joy in my heart, and you will also give me victory in this circumstance. Well, and lastly, I see that in the prayers of John Knox, he never forgot to praise God for all the benefits received. We always give glory to God. Never forget to give glory to God. If you forget to give glory to God, oh, that's the beginning of your fall because that's the beginning that you start to think it's because of you or it's because of earthly things. Oh, God does not share his glory with anyone, with anybody. No, he receives the glory, the honor, and the praise. Oh, I'm so thankful for that. Our God has given us life. Our God has sustained us. He has fed us. He has clothed us. He has protected us. He has led us. He has bestowed on us infinite earthly blessings. Oh, and we as Christians, we should know that we should have to praise him. We need to praise him. We need to thank him. We need to give him glory for all these riches that we have received in Christ Jesus, all these benefits that we have received, and not only the benefits we have received now, but we already have our eyes upon eternity that we know that we will be with him forever and forever and forever in glory, oh, in wonderful light and in wonderful life that he has given us now already, but we will enjoy it fully when we will be with him for eternity. So today, oh, be a prayer warrior. Oh, forget that little realm of your prayer life that only revolves around your little needs, your little problems. Oh, they might be great in your eyes, and I understand that, but we can pray for much greater things. Oh, the Lord said, ask of me, and I will give you the nations. We can pray for the world in need, and the world is in desperate need, and God is in desperate need of a prayer warrior like you who will stand in the gap and who will say, Lord, give me this nation or I will die. Oh, hallelujah. And he will do it. Lord, I pray today for the nations. I pray for this world in need. Darkness has come upon it. Oh, the filthiness, Lord, the violence, the pain, the suffering, Oh, Lord, people are in such need. They are caught up in such great need. Oh, they are suffering, Lord. They are in pain. The devil is upon them. Demonic forces are pestering them. But, Lord, how can they get free if it's not by your power and your grace and your love, if it's not through the blood of Jesus that was shed for us? Lord, Jesus shed his blood for this world in need, for this world in sin. Oh, Lord, the shedding of the blood of Jesus has not been in vain. So, Lord, act today. Act today, my great heavenly Father, I pray. Act today, Lord, and rescue those 
that are still a slave of sin and of darkness and of death. Rescue them, Lord, through the gospel. Rescue them, Lord, through the accomplished work of Christ, your son. Honor your son today by rescuing people that are caught up in a sinful life, that are bearing such weight of the consequences of sin. Lord, set them free. Deliver them, I pray. Cleanse them, I pray. Set them free, Lord. Help them this day, I pray, in the mighty, all-victorious name of Jesus. Lord, this world needs salvation. This world needs the power of the Holy Spirit to come down and to show light in the darkness, oh, to bring us the truth of the gospel, oh, to open our minds and our hearts to see, to truly see, Lord, that there is only righteousness in Christ. There is only salvation in Christ. He is the only one, Lord, that can rescue us out of this pit of darkness. Oh, Lord, our Father, you are able, you are able, you are able, Lord, to move your hand against the forces of darkness. Oh, to set the devil back, Lord. Oh, Lord, do it this day and rescue this world, Lord, and bring salvation. Oh, Lord, let the spirit of prayer Come upon your children that we will pray as never before, Lord, that upon these prayers you can move and act and work signs, wonders, and miracles upon this world. I thank you, Lord, that you will put this spirit of prayer in the hearts of your children to pray, Lord, to pray for this world in need that we may see revival. I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 